Hello and welcome to this podcast with Pastor Tony Paolo, recorded live at Restoration Church of Rhode Island. Enjoy so today's message. I just want to welcome you to Restoration Church. Thank you so much for being here. Um, this season is really about the plan of God for your life. Um, and nothing, Pastor Mike said it so well, the, nothing stopped the plan of God. I mean, when he released the plan in Genesis chapter 3, when he said, he said there's going to be a man that's going to come, you're going to bruise his heel, but he's going to bruise your head. Um, nothing stopped that plan. Th- think about it. Thousands of years with thousands of people, and then when the silence was broken between the Old Testament and New Testament, he spoke to a young girl named Mary. The plan of God is so critical for your life. In fact, we're going to read a scripture that talks about the love of God that's not going to be able to be separated from you. It's in Romans chapter 8, so if you have your Bibles or if you have your your iPad or your phone, let's turn to that now. And I'm reading from the passage translation, uh, from the the passage translation. Romans chapter 8, 38, verse verse 39. And And it reads like this. This is, who wrote the book of Romans? Excellent. Who wrote the book of Romans in the back? Excellent. That's what I like to hear. He says, so now I live with the confidence that there is nothing in the universe that has the power to separate me from God's love. Okay, so now how he's writing this and how it's written in the original language, there's no power in the universe. He's talking about the outside. Nothing on the outside can separate. No demon, no devil. He says here, I'm convinced that his love will triumph over death, over my life's troubles, fallen angels, dark rulers in the heavens. There is nothing in our present or future circumstance that can weaken his love. So he's, the way he's writing this, everything, he's saying there is no outside external power that can stop his love from coming our way. So there's the only thing that can have the impression of his love being stopped from us is what we think in our head, what we think in our heart. So Paul is addressing any external forces because really the cross has taken care of the power of the enemy. The only thing that the cross has not taken care of is obliterate the power of the real enemy, which is me. My own thought process, which i got to battle through. My own uh, mindset that I have to battle through. So Paul talks about these external forces, external powers. That's a given. Today, what we're actually going to address and talk about is the lies we tell ourselves. The things, the, the failures that we still have to overcome. The whole aspect of feeling bad for doing something bad and feeling like God is a far off. One of the things that we've always said to our kids when they've had a misstep, when they've done something wrong and they're ready for their discipline, the first thing that I, I say as a father, the first thing my wife says as a mom, this is so critically important. You want to, I mean, you really want to like squish them or something. <laughs> Be like, what are you thinking? But the first thing I say is, first of all, I love you. And then they go, oh. So the discipline's still coming, but now it comes in the form as a lesson instead of a punishment. So the, this is the love of God now. And some of you here this morning are standing in before God's presence going, ready, like maybe you feel like God's going to crush you. But the cross took the crushing so that we could take his love. Yeah. 
So Jesus took all the punishment. Now we are able to receive his love. So whatever obstacles are in the way, the cross is taken care of. Whatever obstacles are in the way, now it's all on our mind and it's all on our head. You ever have somebody tell you when you, when you say something you're struggling with and they go, it's all in your head and you get upset? You go, it's not in my head, it's real! But it's actually in your head. Because that's where it forms from. So Paul says, there is nothing in our present or future circumstance that can weaken his love. There is no power above us or beneath us, no power that could ever be found in the universe that can distance us from God's passionate love, which is lavished upon us through our Lord Jesus Christ, the anointed one. I start when I'm reflecting on this passage for the last couple of weeks, and I begin to think about how much um, our world is filled with hate. And I don't know if, if it's increased because we have social media or if it's increased just because the, the, it's just a sign of our times. There's so much hatred in our world. I say we begin a revolution with love. I say we begin a renaissance. I say we begin a revival where we just talk about love. All we need is love. Go ahead. Go ahead. Get it out of your system. It's like... Paul says, and it's interesting now in Romans chapter 8, the context, because when you read the entire chapter, it's the, enti- the entire chapter is not about love. The entire chapter is, and you, you can you could look at it, the entire chapter is, I'm more than a conqueror, um, I'm, I'm pressing through, I face daily, I face, more, I'm more than a warrior, life through the spirit, I face death daily, every single day. I'm a, I call out to Abba, Father. So the context of the love of God is within the context of battle. It's in the context, and we read it here, that nothing, not even my daily life's battles is going to separate me from the love of God. So let's push aside now the devil, because he's been defeated. Because I, I often think about when people say, I feel like I'm battling every day. Jesus already won the war. What are we battling? Like, why do I have my gloves on? Why, why, why am I even fighting if my father created a plan that was motivated by love? When we think about motive, right, you can do something with different kinds of motives. You ever have somebody do something and you question not what they did, but their motive? Their motive is that internal mechanism that translates into the behavior. So they may come and do something and you go, you question their motive. You're a little suspicious. And because you're suspicious of their motive, it almost discounts what they did. So I could do something for you because I love you, or I can do something for you because I want something back, all right? And when I first came to this church, everything was about a favor. And I ha- I've had people come to me all the time, anytime you need anything, Pastor Tony, you call me, I'll do you, and if you ever need a favor. And I learned very quickly that when you do a favor for someone, it's always, they always want something in return, okay? And, but not anymore. Now, with the favor of God, he comes to us with the motive of God. He comes to you now with an attitude of love. He comes to you with uh, uh, an action. The plan of God, his name is Jesus, motivated by an unconditional love. So some of us have the mindset right now in the house that I've done too many bad things and, I, 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 and you feel separated from his love. And you know what does a really good job at attempting to separate you from God's love? is religion. Religion tells you how bad you are. Isn't it terrible? 
Religion says, nope, you got to do one more thing, got to say this, got to do that. And I remember when we, lived in, when we lived in Barrington, I went to a dentist that was a, a Catholic, but he, this, he classified himself as a, uh, as a black Catholic, which means he was divorced twice, they wouldn't take his confession, and he couldn't take communion. So, and he's working on my tea, doing, his, uh, doing whatever he's doing, and, and so, and he's telling his story, he said, this is all the bad things I do, and I feel separate from God's love. That's what he says. So I'm like, oh, okay, all right. So I'll be praying for you. You know, I pay, give my insurance company. And as I'm walking out, the Holy Spirit speaks to me and says, I want you to take his confession. I go, come on, God, stop playing. You know I'm not Catholic. <laughs> so I'm walking to the car. God says to me again, I want you to take his confession. I'm like, how do I do that? So I walk back in and I say, doctor, um, God, I'm like this. God told me to take your confession. He goes, really? I'm like, yeah, God told me to take your confession. He goes, oh, my, he's just, thank you, Father Paolo. He's weeping. He kneels down. He weeps. He, he does this. He goes, and I'm standing there. He goes, bless me, Father, for I have sinned. And I go. Jesus loves you. Your future is bright. You're an awesome spirit being a magnificent worth creating image of God. So, but I use that as a teaching moment. I said, we had like five minutes before his next appointment. I, I said, listen, you can skip all of these hurdles. You see, this is the love of God now approves you. And when the love of God approves you, you don't have to prove yourself to nobody. Some of you are living your life trying to prove yourself when you've been approved. Some of you are, some of you are so entrenched into the mindset of people pleasing. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. The burden of trying to get other people to like you. I don't need you to like me. I want you to like me. But what fuels me is the love of God. What fuels me. And so all of these hurdles, Paul is saying, nope, not even even death is going to separate you from the love of God. So the context here is really Romans chapter 8 is just living a life of overcoming. So Paul says, when he comes to these passages and all these things, and I, and, and I thought it was kind of strange, the context, it, it, to be honest with you. I was like, the love of God, nothing's going to separate. I'm a more than a conqueror. And then I read a story a couple of weeks ago uh, about a, a, a Emperor Claudius, who lived in the third century. He was a Roman emperor, and he desired to build uh, a vicious, powerful Roman army. And it had the it had the, uh, 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 the theme and it had the, uh, 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 the talk about the town that they were the most bloodiest, vicious army in that time. And, uh, but one thing he did, he, he, he forbade his soldiers from marrying. He says, can't get married. And in fact, if you are young, if you are, if you are married and you have a wife, if you abandon your wife, abandon your children. Because I want the focus not to be on relationships i want the focus to be on the battlefield but what was happening is was the battles were very bloody but the army lost their morale they lost their motivation and they started losing battles so enter in to the scene of father valentine who was ordained as a priest uh, which we get Valentine's Day. And he comes in, he's ordained as a priest by the Pope that was serving during that time. And so he begins to secretly marry soldiers behind the scenes. And over the three to five years, he begins to secretly marry soldiers. And then what they began to see all of a sudden is the tide began to turn. All of a sudden, they started winning victories. All of a sudden, they started winning their battles. All of a sudden, there was less 
blood on the battlefield. All of a sudden, there was less loss on the battlefield. And the takeaway from that, and the takeaway from that was, wow, an understanding of love really affects the way you deal with life. And so now enter Paul, and he begins the sentence in verse 37, which you never begin a sentence with, no, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Because the beginning of that is, how about this? How about that? How about, how about hatred? How about the world? How about politics? How about this obstacle? How about mountains? How about demons? How about devils? Paul says, no, in all of these things. See, when you have an understanding of who your father is and knowing that you're loved by your God unconditionally, it begins to affect the way you fight. Knowing that, wait, hold on a second. So you're telling me that I'm going to enter this fight and it's fixed? Yeah. Like, then why do I have my gloves on? Why, Why do I hear people saying all the time, I'm in another battle. I feel like I'm fighting every day. I'm getting beat up. Why? Like, why are we, Jesus said, it is finished. So if it's finished, what am I doing? What am I striving for? What am I fighting for? So now I have this understanding of the love of God of my life. And so instead of fighting these battles, I should not be fighting and carrying burdens I should not be carrying. Now I'm boldly coming before the throne of grace to obtain mercy because I have this understanding with my dad. Now, some, of, some have, have never really had that blessing of their father. And when you don't have your blessing of your natural earthly father, it begins to affect your relationships with others. But I'm so glad the benefit package of the cross includes the blessing of the father. I'm so glad that the benefit of the cross, so what you thought you lost wasn't a loss because of what you gained in the cross. So this is why Paul says, nope, no. What about this? Nope. What about this? Nope. What about that? Nope. Whatever obstacle you can come up with. I mean, we're all believing God for something, but man, what's tough is that in the process of me believing for something, I always think of obstacles. Paul says, nope. Nope. And all these things, we are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. Have an understanding of the Father. Every single one of my children have had the opportunity to march right into my office while we're having a prayer meeting a time of seriousness, and they walk in, being five, six, seven years old, walk in and begin rummaging through my drawers, looking for my secret stash. (laughs) And then they find the Snickers, the two Snickers where you're supposed to share that I don't share, right? And people are like, no, you're not supposed to do that. This is Pastor Tony's office. And they go, no, this is my dad's office. See, when you have that authority, it gives you authority. It, gives, it affects the way you walk. And I'm talking to somebody here this morning. Because some people almost have the impression that they prefer to stay stuck. Because you feel unworthy. But with the love of God, the love of God actually elevates you and invites you to a party that you're not, you're not deserving to be in. It's called grace. It's called the grace of God. The love of God is un conditional now the world and we have to be so careful especially on especially on facebook i think we we end up releasing messages that we really didn't want to release based on the tone of what we didn't really want to say and what happens is that people think oh you're filled with hate you feel we got to be very very careful and i say that in the year i say you know what i say beginning now that we begin to love the unlovable and begin to love everybody no matter what 
Let's begin that. Let's begin that process of forgiving everyone no matter what. There's a reason why that when we live in covenant, when I am truly loved, I can truly live. So many people are not living because they haven't been motivated by the love of God. And the motive of God's love motivates me to live above whatever tends to overwhelm me. So when Father Valentine made the connection, he goes, wow, there's a change on the battlefield because of an understanding of love. Not only an understanding, but also an an experience. See, this is not a topic now. This is an inheritance of the riches of, of heaven. And Paul begins to heighten this argument now. He begins to really heighten, almost like he's trying to convince himself. Because I got to tell you, I don't know if you think the same way, but life has this way of offering its own dose of shame and guilt and darkness and condemnation and pain and all this stuff. You wake up first thing in the morning and the world is not friendly to your joy. It's not friendly to the peace of God that is on your life. And it's not friendly to the life, the love of God that is on your life. This is why Paul says no. And all these things, you know what saying no does? It stops things. It stops things. What you say is, hey, get out of my bubble. You're in my space. You ever have somebody get in your space? You're like, you better back up. Come on. Some of you still have that street in you. You're like, I'm a man of God now. I don't do that. No. If the enemy comes near your doorstep, hold on a second. You better back up. You know what no in the original Greek means? No. You know how to say no in Spanish? No. You know how to say no in German? Nine. What you're doing is you're saying, I got to separate myself from this. I remember years ago, struggled with anxiety, woke up in the middle of the night with an anxiety attack. You know what I said? I said, no. And I said, no, devil. We're saying yes when we're supposed to say no. So what Paul is saying is he's saying no to his own process. What about death? Nope. What about internal battles? Nope. What about depression? Nope. What about anxiety? Nope. What about addiction? Nope. What about my own issues? Nope. What about my own process? Nope. What about the devil? Nope. No. No. In all these things, we are more than conquerors. Nothing's going to separate me from the love of God. So when I understand the love of God, it's going to teach me how to fight. I'm a lover and a fighter. Nothing is going to separate. So we have to have the ability to go, nope, not going to happen. Absolutely. See, the word itself, no, triggers the brain to go, not put it on pause, but to completely stop. So if I say, think of the number one, I say, stop thinking about the number one. So I can, can't think, you're still thinking about the number one. But if I say, start thinking about the number two, you stop thinking about the number one. Paul says, absolutely not. I'm going to walk in the authority of the cross. This is my dad's office, and I'm going to find out where he hides his Snickers. And then, and you know, and then after a while, I don't even have secret stashes anymore because everybody knows I just, everything's out in the open. So this is it. God's, having an understanding of God's love prompts me to walk in authority. 
prompts me to walk in a way I'm not confident in my own abilities. I'm confident in God's abilities. Some people may look at you and judge you and go, who do they think they are? Who do they think they are? Or maybe they'll look at you going, maybe they're jealous. Maybe they want your promise. Oh, you want my promise, but you don't want my process. Let me tell you something here. This is an understanding. So even Paul, in the context of this, Paul was saying, the things I want to do, I don't want to do. The things I don't want to do, I do. I'm a wretched person. Who's going to save me from all this stuff? There's therefore now no condemnation. All in context. So he's battling in his own mind, just like we battle in our own mind. But make sure that Jesus carries the heavy end. Make sure that Jesus does the heavy lifting. Make sure that he loosens the jar for you. He says, there is nothing that's going to separate me from the love of God. And I love this because starting from verse 31 of chapter 8, he begins this whole this whole. This whole force of scripture and thought process in verse 31, he says, God's for me. Now, this is himself trying to convince himself. God's for me. Who can be against me? In verse 32, he says, he didn't spare his own son. How will he not give us all things? Verse 33 says, who will be the one to accuse us? No one. Verse 34 says, Jesus is praying for me. Verse 35, nothing can drive a wedge between God and me. Verse 36, we face death every day. Verse 37, we are more than conquerors. And verse 38, so now I live with the confidence that there is nothing in the universe with the power to separate me from the love of God. So Paul is like trying to convince himself. And there were times in my own battles, I just start spewing out scripture. Not because I'm feeling it. I just start spitting out scripture because I need to. I got to throw the nourishment into my spirit. And just, and just because you repeat something over and over and over and over again and you believe it doesn't mean it's truth. Because some of you are believing stuff is not in here. Some of you are believing stuff, and God's like, uh, yeah, no. I'm going to bring somebody your way to, to help you. And, and, and so you can quote, and you can quote, the devil has scripture too. That comes against God's word. And this is why I say to you, your future is bright. Your future, turn to your neighbor and say, your future is bright. Just want to let you know. This is why I say things to you. You're an awesome spirit being a magnificent worth created in the image of God. So sometimes you have to now just, just really convince yourself. There is nothing on the outside realms. So, so Father Valentine's approach was let me connect them with, their, with a love. And he didn't even realize that this was going to happen. He just said people need to love. So when he connected them to love... It affected their activity on the battlefield. They were more focused. Less lives were lost. There was less blood. They were more effective. They were more victorious. But by just connecting with love. Maybe you're getting beaten up on the battlefield of life. Maybe you're just like, ah, I'm, just, I'm just getting beat up. And you know what? It's not even the devil because the cross is taking care of the devil. It's, people always want to throw in Job. What about, oh, Pastor Tony, what about Job? I'm like, what about Job? I don't follow Job, I follow Jesus. Job was in the Old Testament. He wasn't covered by the blood of Jesus. I live in the New Testament. I'm covered by the blood of Jesus. 
I always want to elevate Job. How about elevating Jesus? Come on, I always want to, I feel like Job. Oh, stop. Maybe you're getting beat up on the battlefield of life. Today I want to tell you that leave your heart open just for a moment. Leave your heart open. Leave your heart. And, and this is not a message you're hearing for the first time. Right? I mean, how many times have we heard about the love of God? Can we overstate it? I've never heard anybody say, okay, I know God loves me. <laughs> Enough already. I've never heard anybody say that. So leave your heart just vulnerable and open just for a moment. Just, just so God can elevate his plan into your life. God's love is his world coming into our world. That's the love of God. So if you just like for a moment, just call a time out on, just do what Paul said. No! Just for a moment, just say no. 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 Thank you. Just for real, one more more time. One, two, three. No. 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 If somebody's coming into your space, you go, back up, buddy. (laughs) Personal space is, well, for me, is a little longer because my arms are a little. My personal space is like, what, four feet? (laughs) Somebody's enjoying that. It's like, what you're saying is, you're stopping something in order to grasp something else. You can't grasp something else unless you stop. So Paul was like, nope, I got to stop this crazy cycle so that I can grasp the love of God. For me. The love of God is promises and covenant coming your way. And, and you know what? You'll never come to a point where you'll say, you know, I feel like I deserve it today. No, never. There'll always be those moments. To this day, I still struggle through. I feel like sometimes God wants to... But he says, first of all, I want to let you know, Daddy loves you. Daddy loves you. And you want to just... Come on, Dad, help me out. Don't look at me with that judgmental look. You do the same thing, right? Like you just want to like squish your kids. Just say, first I want to tell you, daddy loves you. And that is important because now my desires and my actions towards you are motivated by love. It's like when my mom used to spank me and go, because I love you. I'm like, what? You hate me. Like five years old, because I love you. I didn't connect. didn't connect until then. Now I'm a father became a father then it connected so I was like first of all God says first of all I want to tell you I love you so take a deep breath you don't have to be anxious about getting punished or lightning strike coming your way God says first of all I love you so what comes after now is a lesson that turns into a blessing that's connected to covenant instead of punishment instead of religion instead of punitive roads and burdensome process that you have to carry. So now it moves you from trying to trusting, from existing to living, to breathing to experiencing. Now it it takes you down a different road when you are loved. You are loved. My self-confidence comes from knowing that God loves me. 
And I remember like being really young at kids camp going, wow, God has a plan for my life. Like, I don't know what it is, but I feel like God is with me. That's the love of God. He is, he is coming right after you to hug you. So I'm going to give two calls today. One call is for those who don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And one day the rapture is going to happen. Jesus is going to come back and there's going to be a complete evacuation of every single person who has a relationship with Jesus Christ. Rapture. Complete. He's going to take everybody who has a relationship with him. If you don't have a relationship with him, you will not be taken. You'll stay behind. Okay? You've seen all the scary movies. Pastor Tony, are you trying to scare me? Yes. Because <laughs> if you don't know Jesus, it's scary. But if you do, it's not. So the first call I want to make is for those of you who don't have Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And, and there's no real connection there, relationship. And then the second call I want to make is for those who do have a relationship with Jesus, but are just not feeling the love. And I want to help you reconnect to your first love, like we sang in that song. If you don't have a relationship with Christ, I want you to help me. I want you to church, I want you to help me pray. If the Holy Spirit is convicting you, and you feel your heart is beating, and you're like, oh man, I feel like he's talking to me. I am. If you do not have, if you do not have that relationship, that assurance that Jesus is coming back, and you have a home in heaven. If you don't have that secure assurance, I want you to raise your hand wherever you're at. I'd like to pray for you. I don't want to miss anyone here, anyone in the back, anyone in the middle or the front. You do not have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Just raise your hand and say, Pastor Tony, that's me. Anybody on my right, your left. So everyone on this side has a relationship with Christ. Right? Yes. So that means if the rapture were to happen, this side of the room would be completely empty. I'm coming back to you guys. Every, anyone on this side, if you do not have a relationship, yeah. anyone on this side, Pastor Tony, why are you so emphatic on this? Because I want to make sure when Jesus comes back, you got a nice condo in heaven. Everyone on this side, do you have a relationship with Jesus Christ? If you do not, I want you to raise your hand. Everyone on this side? Coming back to this side. I want you to turn to your neighbor and ask him, hey, do you have a relationship with Jesus Christ? And if they say yes, turn to the other person. Somebody asked me. Pastor Mike, ask me. Yes. Do you? All right. We're all good? Everybody good? Anybody not sure? All right. So the next step is I, I want to make sure that every single person, you might experience eternal life because you're saved, but I want to make sure you're experiencing abundant life. You know, eternal life is later. Abundant life is now. Man, in Teen Challenge, we went to uh, uh, the Providence campus yesterday, um, powerful service, and there was a girl there who gave her testimony from Teen Challenge, and she said, ever since I have found the love of God, I so love my life. I was like, wow. And I said, could I? I said, yeah, I so love my life ever since I found the love of God. So if you come into that point now where you're like, I still haven't finished my Christmas shopping. I'm exhausted. I'm 
I, God, just, God, just help me just get through the rest of this year. First of all, that's not a way to live, right? It's a joy of the Lord. So yeah, I'm going to pray for those of you who are like kind of spinning your wheels and you're in the mud. And you're saying, God, just, I, I need your help. I need, I need you to sustain me. Lord, I pray for, I pray for this church. I'm so grateful and thankful for the cross of Jesus Christ. But really the prerequisite plan was you coming down to this earth. That's what this season is about. So Lord, we want to pause this moment right now. Just this moment. And leave some space for you to come in. And instruct us, oh God back on track to revelation of the love of God I'm done trying to prove myself when I've been approved I'm done working so hard I'm done trying when I can just begin trusting Father I want to do more than just breathe I want to live I want eternal I have eternal life I want abundant life Father I want the joy of the Lord to be my strength I want to experience what Jesus said take my yoke upon me for my yoke is easy and my burden is light Help us to have a revelation, a glimpse of the love of God. For those of us who are dealing, God, with our own personal stuff of people pleasing and, and trying to fit in, Father God. Lord, you think the love of God is not about fitting in, it's about standing out. It's about doing something that is completely different. I've been accepted by the Father, my Father, my Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ. So I stand for the audience of one, and that is you. We push aside, God. We say no right now to everything that doesn't matter. No, nope, nope. If it's not, if it's not important to you, nope, nope, no, I, nope, can't, nope. Back up space so that I can focus on the fact that I am more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. Thank you for your presence at this moment. Thank you, Father. Heavenly Father, thank you, Jesus, for loving us. Thank you for loving me. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Go ahead, Matt. Go ahead, Matt. Go ahead, sing that. When it's all simple yeah. and loving was easy. Thank you for listening. Tony Paolo is the lead pastor of Restoration Church. If you would like more information, go to restorationchurchri.com.